Hi, I'm Linda with It's a Crime, and today we're going to be talking about Megan Fiera Muska, and we're going to be talking about a couple points in the affidavit from the FBI Behavioral Unit, and I'm also going to talk about one thing that literally has given me goosebumps about Megan, and it shows just how calculated she was, and like I said, it gave me goosebumps. Before I start, make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell so that you can be notified of when I upload my videos. There's going to be a lot of them. Thank you so much for your support so far to my viewers. I really appreciate you. Without you, there wouldn't be this channel. Give a share to this to share it out and give a like also if you want me to do more videos like this. So let's get into it. Now, in the affidavit, I'm gonna read you two points. Number 37 is members of the FBI behavioral unit have been included on numerous investigative briefs and summaries related to the disappearance of Heidi Broussard and her newborn child. The totality of the interactions and events related to Megan Fiera Muska, including traveling to another city late into pregnancy, the interaction with Shane Carey's father the first time he held his grandchild, the image of the vehicle consistent with the vehicle operated by Megan Fiera Muska, and the deletion of Megan Fiera Muska's Facebook account were analyzed by FBI behavioral unit members who advised that the situations and scenarios described are indicative of a female perpetrator of child abduction. Now the other one is number 53, which is related, and it says members of the FBI Behavioral Analysis Unit provided an assessment of maternal desire, specifically that mothers have lost a pregnancy or have falsified pregnancy and have materialized the desire to have a child by taking possession of another child. Now I dove deeper into this maternal desire and it can kick in after a miscarriage or the ending of a relationship. Now, if we look back at the timeline of Megan's relationship, her ex-boyfriend Christopher Green said that they broke up in March of 2019. And if we do the math, that would make her due around December 2019. And she would also have gotten the news from Heidi around that time too, when Heidi first found out she was pregnant, would have been March, April. Now, I took it a step further and I put the due date in a conception calculator online and it states that the estimated date of conception would have been March 10th, 2019. So this is the perfect storm for Megan. She split up from her boyfriend. She needs to keep him. What is she going to do? And she finds out Heidi is pregnant. So this is the perfect storm, unfortunately. Now, in an article I read from the chief of psychiatry in Houston says, the desire to have a child can become pathological. When the woman so desperately wants a child, she may try to take one from somebody close to her. And sometimes it says that maternal desire will even turn violent if they don't get what they want. This doctor also explains that it's erratic, abnormal behavior. It happens usually in people who are either depressed, anxious, have a psychosis or personality disorder, or in a delusional state. Now she is in the position where she's split from her boyfriend, but she's desperate because she needs to keep living for free. She's been living for free, so what's the best way to either try and get him back or live for free or whatever it is, she needs to manipulate the situation. And if he finds out that she's pregnant, well, he's, you know, he's saying, yeah, no problem, you take care, you know, you stay here, you live for free, you're my baby mama. 
So there were two examples as well of this maternal desire and one was in July 2019 where a mother and a daughter from Chicago were hit up with murder charges after they allegedly ripped this baby from the mother's womb and then strangled the mother to death. And in 2017, there were two people arrested after authorities found a newborn in a North Dakota apartment and later found the mother dead in a nearby river. And they were accused of luring the woman to their apartment and then cutting the baby from the womb. Now, when we look at just even those two examples, there's a couple common denominators. Both cases, the mother was kidnapped and the baby, or the baby was taken. Now, with Megan, Heidi had already had the baby. But both cases also had help. They weren't alone. And both of the mothers had died, one of them from strangulation. I'm not too sure about the other one. I'd have to dig deeper to see, but she was found in a nearby river. Possibly she was strangled. Who knows? Since Heidi already had baby Margot, it was a little less of an obstacle for Megan. But think of the manipulation that had to be carried out in this. Megan had to lie to her ex-boyfriend, lie to her best friend, lie to her family, lie to her other friends, lie to herself. And at this point, she's so desperate. She's on a mission, right? She has to look pregnant, so she's got to eat whatever she can to gain that weight and match to what Heidi is, really. She has to look pregnant. She had to manipulate everybody. And she probably studied Heidi's every milestone. So with these abductors' behavior, they frequently visit nurseries and maternity units. They ask staff like really detailed questions about the procedures and they get to know the maternity floor and the layout. They become familiar with the staff, their work routines, and the victim's parents. And that is more on when they were baby snatchers in hospitals but because today there's so much security and cameras that these women are taking to the streets pretty much for lack of a better term and they'll target women they know or they'll befriend a woman and get to know them before they can make their strike so they get them in that little security bubble or trusting circle now, I read on the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children reports that people with the intention of stealing a newborn typically display behavioral signs which can include compulsive, manipulative, and deceitful behavior in a relationship or may recently have broken up but claims to still be in the relationship, usually lives in the area where the abduction takes place or is familiar with the area, usually plans the abduction in advance, but may also seize any opportunity present to abduct the baby. Often brings a weapon with her when abducting the baby, although the weapon may not be used. So I also read that psychiatric studies said that they determined that most women with an intent to abduct a newborn will go to Great Lakes to carry out their plans. And that's what Megan did. She said she was pregnant. She said her baby was due December 1st. She created a baby registry online. She made her ex-boyfriend believe she had a baby on December 12th, which is funny because she told Shane and Heidi that she had the baby um, December 8th or 9th, it said in the affidavit. And Heidi and Megan would always talk about their pregnancy. They were super excited and 
And Shane even was mentioning how they said it wouldn't be cool, we could have the baby the same day. And you can see that video where I talk about it right here. And don't forget also, she went into the birthing room with Heidi. And I'm sure it's to see how everything went down, right? She had to learn what went on so that she can reiterate it after she had this baby. Back to that doctor, he said they will try to copy the person that is actually pregnant. They are so focused on the child that they end up believing that they are actually the mother. And we saw this. Megan said that I'm the mother to that Texas Ranger. She said, this is my baby. So let's talk about the birthing centers that she said she gave birth at this birthing center, but she has no clue. She can't remember where it was. When I looked on Google Maps, there were several birthing centers in the Woodlands area. But you can't just go pop by uh, any birthing center you to give birth to your baby. There are checkups, there's blood work, there's many appointments. You even meet the birthing team. And she was better off to lie and say that she had a baby on the beach that she said she was going to and that there's a stranger that helped her give birth. She was better off to do that than say she gave birth at a birthing center. Also, I'm just throwing it out there. How much does it cost to have a baby in Texas? Put it in the comments below, either at the birthing center or the hospital, because this woman can't even pay for her traffic violations or, or vehicle violations, which I talk about in a video right here, but she can't even pay for that. So how is she going to pay for giving birth? Like I said, she should have said she was giving birth at the beach. Now, here is some interesting information I was digging up on the day of her kidnapping. On December 12th, there was something that was called the cold moon, which is a full moon, but they call it the cold moon. And what was interesting about this, that it was on December 12th, which is 12-12, at 12-12 a.m. And... It says that technically the full moon reaches this peak fullness at 12.12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 12th day of the 12th month. So Thursday, December 12th at 12.12 a.m. And it says, what makes this full moon special? It's most distinctive for its high trajectory across the sky, causing the full moon to sit above the horizon for a longer period of time. This timing of this moon won't come again until the year 2094. And the reason why I bring this up, the full moon, okay? Because I know paramedics, I know nurses, I know them personally. And they always dread full moons, plus or minus three days, because they say it gets crazy in the emergency room and in psychiatric. And I know in my own personal family, personal experience, whenever... My, there was a full moon. My grandmother used to sing on the top of her lungs for a couple days, but everybody knew it was full moon because my grandma was singing. And it was very bizarre, but there is be bizarre behavior. Now, when I dig more into this, it says there's no scientific proof, but you talk to anybody who works at a hospital and they're, they dread it because they're like, it's going to be so busy today. And I know there's some wacky stuff that haps, happens on the moon. Now, why I also bring this up is because Megan was naming her baby Luna May. And Luna meaning moon, but I took it a step further. And I wondered why she called the baby Luna May. So I decided to look it up. But what I found gave me absolute goosebumps. And it just proves, even right now, it's giving me goosebumps. It just proves 
how calculated this girl was. When I put it into Google Translator, it literally translated to, here you are. Goosebumps, right? I just, I, right now, I'm, whew, I'm getting shivers everywhere. That is so calculated. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's not a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. Not a coincidence. Now, Heidi died of ligature strangulation and prosecutors in the case said the charges, including capital murder, are a possibility. But... They have 90 days, from what I understand, they have 90 days to slap her with a murder charge. But they're trying to gather as much info as possible. I heard a lawyer say that maybe she is going to have a visitor that she's maybe honest with, or maybe they're recording her on her phone calls, or she has a change of heart and has a confession, although I doubt she'll confess. And that leads back to this maternal desire. What I was also reading was women who had this maternal desire and were jailed. In their interviews, it said that women expressed disappointment that they were caught. They took more of a narcissistic view saying, can you believe this happened to me? Rather than remorse or that they did it, that kind of thing. It was the poor me, I'm in jail. How could this even happen to me? But when we look at it, Megan had motive, she had opportunity, and she had the means. So this will be very interesting playing out what happened. Plus, I'm also wondering if the investigators are scrambling to find out if she actually disposed of a different body or maybe because potentially there's somebody else involved or did she dump Heidi first in Austin and then go back to Houston so I wonder if there's they're trying to figure all this stuff out what was interesting was back in the affidavit it did mention about Megan being shown on video to be traveling from Houston to Austin on certain dates but it never talked about December 12th if they could see her car go back to Houston or if it was the 13th there was no mention of that so I'm hoping we can get more info on that this whole thing when you think about it really wasn't about Heidi at all which is so heartbreaking but Megan was so desperate to keep some sort of relationship with Christopher that she was willing to kill her childhood friend, over a man who didn't even want her. Comment below, let me know what you think. Hit that like button, and don't forget to subscribe if you already haven't done so already. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.